0: Pixel Pizza.
1: Did she say Pizza?
0: Your ultimate source for chiptunes, video game talk, and pepperoni. Delivered to you from Los Angeles and into the digital cyberspace of the 2020s. Pizza
1: Power! I want a large thick crust with double cheese and
0: pepperoni. Hey, where's my pizza? Pizza time. Welcome back to another tasty episode of the Pixel Pizza Podcast. This week, we started off with a track from our chiptune artist of the week, Ranger BTS. And that track was called Planet A. So hope you dug that one. And now we are here with our interview portion of the episode. Very excited to be speaking with our guests coming all the way from India, Indoor. And this is the developer of Brocula, Pratik Jadwani. How are you doing, Pratik?
2: Doing good. Thank you for having me.
0: How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing great. Really excited to be speaking with you. Same here. So, uh, I like to start off the show by asking when in your life did you know you wanted to work in video games?
2: Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, back in 2016, uh, there was this one game that came out. Uh, it's called Hyperlight Drifter. Oh um, that game uh, it like it had such beautiful pixel art it had such beautiful beautiful music and the gameplay i instantly fell in love uh, with the game and even its poster like do you remember the the poster of hyperglide like it had three huge uh, uh robots or yes uh, the or big like...
0: heads i remember yeah, that
2: yeah yeah and they were just moving and, and the main character was just like uh, uh, on a mountain like just facing them and mm-hmm. That gave me goosebumps. And at that moment, I was like, I need to learn how to make this. And that's how uh, I started getting into game development. Um, I started going through uh, a bunch of tutorials. Uh, at that time, it was not enough. So I started getting into uh, Udemy classes as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I think I made a firm decision to make a game, uh, in 2018. Uh, yeah, that's, that was the year that changed my life. Uh, I became a game developer.
0: <laughs> that's so awesome. What would you say was like the, the part, the hardest part for you, uh, just getting started, like of which aspect of game development?
2: Um, Like, everything. So I'm Mm -hmm. not a a game developer by profession. Um, I'm a front-end engineer. Uh, So I know a little bit of, like, coding, but not anything in terms of game development. Uh, So starting from scratch, as in, like, even downloading Unity or or Game Maker Studio or where to download it from or uh, how to run a project. Like, it's a simple click on, on a play button. But at that point of time, when I'm just like starting out, I had no clue how to even like uh, or where to click to make a game run.
0: Wow. I mean, I mean, that's honestly, it's surprising to me to hear that's your backstory, because when, you know, I got to look at the game and the uh, work you've put out so far, I can definitely see the hyperlight drifter influence because the pixel art is so vivid and detailed, and you know the character interacts with the world in such a seamless way. And so I I would have thought that you know art was really where you started, but yeah, how did you sort of come to grips with that because it, it, you really were able to master it? Well, I'm glad you you like the pixel art. To be honest, I had
2: never made a pixel art before working on Brokula. So uh, everything that you see is just me uh, back in 2019, trying to figure out how to make a pixel art, how to uh, make a full flesh project uh in unity, and making sure that it works and plays like a like a game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I'm not sure if that answers your question. Uh, oh no, it totally mm- does, but yeah, art is something that I'm still new to. Uh, I have not been an artist for for a long time and you can see it in in my pixel art as well like not trying to uh say negative things about about the pixel art but I make so many mistakes while while making pixel art and I remember like it used to take me uh, one whole week to to make uh, walk cycles of a character
0: <laughs> wow how long so, does it take uh, you now
2: now it just takes five or 10 minutes
0: whoa
2: <laughs> yeah i've come like of a, a, a long way from like starting out as a as a new pixel artist
0: that's really cool uh, and i mean i haven't like heard of a lot of pixel art games being done in unity maybe maybe i'm wrong about that but like yeah how is it work- like working with that engine
2: um so uh, it all comes down to uh two recent updates in unity
1: mm-hmm.
2: when i started making uh, brocula um, unity still had like not implemented uh a 2d platform 100% so we were still using these uh, uh pre alpha or beta packages that were breaking the game like here and there mm. um but with recent updates it's really easy to to start working um, as a uh, 2D game developer uh, inside Unity. Like everything comes as a part of package. You can start using it like right out of the box.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah, I mean, I know certainly, uh, you know, when I tried my hand at game development for a little bit, I was doing some stuff uh, with Unity and it was, I mean, it was 3D, but it's definitely... One of the more accessible and welcoming uh, engines out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I also played with uh, 3D while getting started with game development, and somehow I did not enjoy uh, using Unity for for 3D game development. I don't know why, but huh. maybe because I uh, also played around with Game Maker Studio before jumping onto Unity. Uh, like, hyperlive Drifter was using uh, uh, GameMaker Studio. And oh,
0: is that what he used? Okay.
2: And I was like, okay, I need to understand what that game uses and be better at it.
0: Mm-hmm. But you decided to, like, go your own way with it in the end. Uh,
2: uh, I think I switched to Unity uh, because at that time, uh, GameMaker Studio was not available on a Mac. And mm. I uh, did not have a Windows machine. So uh, using virtual environment to run uh, Gamemaker Studio was becoming a little bit tiring. Oh, yeah. and uh, like for everything, uh, uh, you have to write a lot of code in gamemaker Studio. like as for my understanding, and I could be wrong now. Uh, like uh, now gamemaker Studio like provides you a lot of good things. And um, one more thing uh, one more reason why I jumped to Unity is, uh, at that time, you had to pay twelve hundred or fourteen hundred dollars for a yearly subscription to Ooh. port the game to Xbox or or PlayStation.
0: Yikes, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: but yeah, I get to learn two two things, two technologies, uh, and uh, like I had fun uh, learning both the platforms.
0: That's great. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm a Mac user, too. I know the struggles, (laughs) loading up those virtual machines takes a toll on the processing. It takes forever. Uh, But uh, everything else is convenient.
2: Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, and then I did notice that, uh, you know, when you were trying your hand at 3D, you put out a little game on Steam called Chopper to Hell, and that was cool. And I was wondering if that was like, how that informed Brocula as far as like what you learned about game development. Um, so uh,
2: Chopper to Hell uh, has like a backstory as well. Oh. Uh, but before uh, working on Chopper to Hell, I did work on, on another game called Pooping Baby uh, th- that game was about a baby who would just like poop everywhere if the camera <laughs> runs out uh, and i wanted that game to be uh on the apple store for for iPhones um so uh apple store rejected the game because it had the word poop in it oh <laughs> but i did learn like a a a good lesson from it that always publish the game that that the uh, app store supports or allows you for sure um, and uh, after that, um, uh, I worked on other game. Uh, it, it does not have a name, uh, or it did not have a name is I just call it the, the untitled soldier game. It used to be a pixel art game and you just, uh, run around places in that it's, it's like a 2d metroidvania kind of a game. Mm. Uh, and you go into a, a, a warehouse to save the kidnapped children. Uh, I, Learned a lot of things from that game. It never saw the light of day, uh, but I did end up spending uh, eight thousand dollars on pixel art uh, for that game. Like oh, I didn't, wow. ha- I I didn't know how to make pixel art at the time, and that was one of the main reasons why I started learning pixel art. Like I understood the importance of it. I understood. Uh, like, what if I want to make a, a change, like one or two pixel chain, like right away and make Brokula look better? Uh, like, do I have to wait on, on someone else or a freelancer uh, to get things done for me? So I started getting that skill and uh, like, not and like, I ended up scraping that project. It, it was uh like a bad walking simulator in the end Aww. so i end up just like wasting uh, that money and time uh, uh, in like scrapping that game but uh, due to that chopper to hell uh came into place uh, i remember uh when i scrapped the uh, the untitled soldier project i just wanted to publish a game on steam to tell myself that yeah i accomplished something and yeah. in game their world launching a game itself is like a like a huge accomplishment mm. like anywhere you, you like even if you go to reddit community and you say hey i launched the game um there will always be people in the community who would like congress you for launching the game which is like the biggest hurdle of, of of a game or a game developer and to me uh launching a game in like uh less than two weeks from start to end that uh played a bigger role um one mistake um, that I did with uh, Chopper to Hell was not marketing the game, uh, and I'm glad like uh, I did not do that because uh, that game um, sold less than five copies, and uh-huh. it had ten in wishlist uh, um, like at launch time. So uh, I learned the importance of marketing from that game. And with Brocula, I have been uh, pretty vocal about the kind of game I'm making uh, on Reddit communities. Even before the Steam store page uh, came out, I was just like posting about it on, on Reddit and like talking to people, uh, trying to get conversion going around the game. And somewhere uh, during 2020, someone pinged me and asked me uh, to create a store page right away so that I can start gaining wish lists. Oh, and- Yeah and that 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 concept of marketing I never had before and I learned like all these things with with multiple failed projects uh into uh brocula and now I can see I like it's gaining traction uh, I have been sending out uh, uh playtest bills to people asking them for input and improving uh the the gameplay mechanics or look and feel of the game here and there and I'm sure it's going to uh, make the game like even better uh, with all these lessons learned from the past mistakes.
0: Absolutely, it's it's great when you can you know identify the things that didn't work as well and then make the, make them strengths. It's I I really, do yeah. a, I do a, a YouTube workout every week and that's one of the things the the exercise coach says is find find the things that are your weakness and make them your strength <laughs> so, same
2: here same here you and i do those uh, youtube videos yes
0: <laughs> so helpful so much easier yeah. than going out to the gym <laughs> but True. uh yeah and oh uh, what was i gonna say shoot yeah but no you, you've been killing it with the marketing for sure i mean you have like what 950 twitter followers now uh, 700 something. Um, uh, and
2: uh, yeah, I have not marketed on Twitter a lot, like because of all the uh Twitter saga that has been going on. Oh, um, yeah, I'm afraid of marketing on, on Twitter at this point of time. Sure, uh, but I have been uh putting uh posts on Reddit and Facebook, like every now and then. Um, talking to correct communities is like the the key approach, uh, uh, in, in organic marketing. And that's what I feel. And, um, there's this, uh, Indian gaming community, uh, on Reddit and like mm. those people have been so supportive of, oh, uh, yeah. of Brokula. Uh, I, I know like a lot of people, like a lot of my wish lists come from the Indian gaming community and just the way, uh, they are interested in a made in India game or, Uh, how they can help me. uh, I'll always see pings from people and they'll ask me like, hey, do you need help with playtesting? We are available. Uh, Feel free to uh, let us uh, help you out with the game. Anything.
0: That's so great to hear. Yeah. Uh, I had, I I don't know if maybe you saw, maybe you didn't, but I had two guests very involved in the Indian game dev scene on a few months back working on this game called Fishbowl. And yes, Prateek, yeah. <laughs> yes, the other pratik, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: even, even we call him, uh, we call each other other Prateek uh, <laughs> uh, in, in the game Devon community.
0: That's, that's amazing. Yeah, so they were going on and on about just how, how great that community is.
2: Yeah, I learned like so many things from their game, like, uh, and uh, to be honest i didn't know about your podcast before talking to them and uh, when i uh, when they talked about uh, you and, and oh. the podcast I, I got so interested in it like uh, uh, i think you must be seeing a lot of uh, spikes in your analytics as well uh, when you're reviewing your podcast like some of them are from me because i have been just like Going through your past podcasts and learning things from from the people that you have interviewed or talked to, or just like listening to chip tunes uh, uh, in your uh, in your podcast, that has been like so helpful to me get motivated towards finishing Brokula.
0: Oh my god, thank you so much! That's you have no idea how much that means. Really, like (laughs) I, I never hear anything like that. I'm so glad I can, you know, make a difference and share. I mean obviously it's everybody I talk to who's so amazing and sharing their stories but I'm so glad it it's had a positive impact on you.
2: Yeah and thank you like and it's really like motivational for me to just like listen to people talk about uh, like their struggles their stories or even when they complain about their artwork. <laughs> right I can I can relate to, to like so many things and that just keeps me going.
0: For sure, yeah, because everybody's everybody's human. Everybody struggles, and everybody, you know, eventually comes out okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's great to hear. And I saw in some of the trailers you have these really sick animated cutscenes for Brocula. Was that something that you did, or you had somebody uh, outside help with, or yeah, what was that like?
2: Yeah. So, so uh, cinematic trailer, I did not work on it. But I did end up hiring uh, an amazing freelancer. Uh, she was uh, an art student. Um, I, I don't remember uh, what college it was, but I did find her online and she did uh, what you see. Uh, but the story behind the cinematic trailer is uh, um, it, do you have you seen uh, this game Cult of the Lamp? Yes. Oh, so, so that game, like if you go to their Steam page or uh, I bought it on, on the Switch and uh, when I went to their store, it had such a beautiful a cinematic trailer. And I had always envisioned uh Brokula to be like a 2D animated series on Netflix or YouTube or something mm. where, where like kids can enjoy Brokula just like doing his hard work and, and Mayor trying to annoy the heck out of him <laughs> while paying for his castle so I just wanted like something similar for the game to attract the audience or like at least uh tell them okay this is the backstory of Brocula and this is what he would look like if if we were in like a, a 2D game or 2D animated game or, C- or TV series.
0: Totally. Yeah. It's a great way to sum it up. And hey, I hope maybe one day it becomes a series. I mean, look at Cuphead. That Angus was an crossed. indie. That, <laughs> that got its own Netflix series. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what would you say are like the top three things about Brokula that people should know if they're, they're just hearing about it for the first time? Oh, so it's about a vampire.
2: Um, who is broke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he owns a castle but but the land belongs to government because of some discrepancies in in paperwork so you as brocula will have to buy the land from mayor. It's like a lot of uh capitalist uh, uh mechanics that are going on in the game <laughs> um you have to earn money to survive um and um oh, one of the uh like big questions that I get in the communities is uh, why is a vampire able to walk in sunlight a brokula is is a different kind of a vampire Uh, he can walk in sunlight Uh, uh, it doesn't matter if he uses sunscreen or not he just walks uh, uh, he just uh, walks in sunlight and that is like the most important game mechanic Mm -hmm. Uh, simply because uh, it's it's a feel-good and relaxing game you don't want to be uh, frustrated sitting inside the castle doing nothing and then uh, like at night you go out farm your vegetables or cut uh, trees uh, or talk to people who are not even in the office so you have to again wait for them till the next day uh, that did not make sense it it was just becoming like a cumbersome uh, game mechanic so making Brokula, uh being able to walk in sunlight like helped uh, with the gameplay mechanics uh, one more thing that I would like to tell people is uh, Brokula has, like, a, a better love life than I do in real life, um, it's, but that will be part of a DLC, not the, not oh. the main game. Uh, I wanted people to first finish the game, get the castle out of Mayor's hands, and then you can do whatever you want, but the DLC will be free. I don't want to charge money for, you know,
0: like, uh, for fun stuff. Uh-huh. Awesome. I'm wagering he has a better love <laughs> life than me too. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I see where you're coming from where like if this is a chill game, you don't want like mechanics or anything that are gonna inconvenience people. You just exactly, wanna make yeah. it easy to dive into at any time. So it's a good cool, way of going yeah. about it. And I think now is a good time for us to go to our musical break for the episode. We're going to be hearing another track from our chiptune artist of the week, Ranger BTS, and that is called Planet C. So listen to that and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Pixel Pizza podcast. You just heard Planet C from Ranger BTS. And now we are back with Pratik, and we are talking about Brocula. So my next question was, it seems like there's such a really cool variety of ways that Brocula is able to interact with the world and make money. And I mean, just like roughly how many are there and what are some of your favorites?
2: Um, I cannot give you an exact answer on like uh, how many are there, because then it's going to be a little bit of spoiler. But um, uh, some of like my favorite is farming mechanic. Uh, you can actually earn money by farming vegetables and then selling it to, to the farmer. Uh, I personally like that because it's uh, like you can do farming at your own pace. You don't have a time limit on it you don't have to uh like get up and just like go uh to a place to get money uh, you can do it at your own place uh you can do it at your own pace slowly and while enjoying the game and do other things on the side um one uh, introductory way of earning money is uh, working at the garage uh, it's very simple but it's time locked uh, mechanic where you have to uh run get an item give it to a customer and then you get some money um, another mechanic is uh, working at the coffee shop which is uh, like a small cooking game and uh, you have to craft uh, items from recipes give it to customer and if the item is good you get some tips as well so it's like an uh, added way of uh, earning money mm. um, even more complex would be working at a restaurant where it becomes a little bit more difficult like for people who are like hardcore gamers who want to earn a lot more money and they also want to suffer from cooking game, <laughs> they can opt in for for working at the restaurant uh one of the cool ways of like uh, earning money while not doing anything is uh, is your church so brokula also has a church and you have a small uh uh, cult system going on in the game not not as extreme as a uh, cult of the lamb but mm-hmm. it's a very very small cult mechanic uh, and even if you're um, uh, you do not get any people to give you blood uh, which is the blood sucking mechanism in the game mm-hmm. uh, you do get tips from them or donations from them uh, to run the church or keep the church going and that's like uh, extra cash for not doing
0: anything. Yeah, I I have a love for that specific mechanic. A lot of games have done it. Uh, like, I, I loved like Bravely Default did it. I think Assassin's Creed Brotherhood did it, mm, where it's like yeah. you have your followers and they're just out doing stuff while you're playing the main game and then you check up on them and they've given you cool stuff. <laughs> it's always yeah. really rewarding. Yeah. So.
2: Uh, and Brokula lets you, Brokula doesn't have like those complex mechanics, mm-hmm. but you you do get to organize uh, sermons on every Sunday. Uh, and based on like what kind of cake you are bringing or juice you are bringing to the church, it might end up giving uh, or like letting more people in.
0: Ah. You can
2: also upgrade your church. Um, so a higher level church means you get more people who are ready to give you their blood.
0: Nice. And like, what kind of players do you think would enjoy Brokula the most? Um, I feel
2: like uh, people who are into farming simulators or uh, crafting mechanics or simple grinding mechanics they these are the target audience because um, when I was building the game I was not building it for a specific target audience Mm -hmm. I was building brokerage just for myself because I wanted to have this kind of a game which was missing in the market and I was like I need a way to come back from work uh, like all tired and I want to play a game uh, like without using my brain I just want to play it on autopilot And I want to be able to have excitement here or there a little bit uh, without worrying about uh, the quest, without worrying about NPCs, uh, without uh, using my brain after coming from a tired day at work.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, that's great to hear. I feel like for me, like certainly the creators that I follow of all forms of media, the ones who I find to have the most interesting work that appeals to me the most is the ones who are making something for themselves, who are thinking how how can I make something that will entertain me? And so it's great to hear you share that philosophy.
2: Yeah, it gives a different kind of purpose to the game. Uh, Like rather than treating the game as a a product or a a sales pitch, uh, you start treating it as, as a baby. And you, you start uh, making it a a better game, uh, like something that you would want to play for hours and hours, rather than just like a, a money-minting machine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, like, I, I remember earlier, you said you were, you've been doing a lot of play testing for the game. What's the response been like?
2: Uh, people have
0: been liking
2: the game so far. Uh, they love the cooking mechanics uh and, like they love uh, working at the coffee shop mm-hmm. uh, of course there's uh, there's like a, a small learning curve and i can see like them struggling uh, uh with like getting hold of uh, recipes or uh, like starting to work but once they get used to it they start enjoying it so much uh that they forget about every other thing in game like uh, um there is a way to upgrade the castle like different stages and i remember people were enjoying the coffee shop were earning money so much that they forgot that they had to upgrade the castle as well huh they, they were just like uh coming back from uh from the coffee shop sleeping getting the stamina up and then going back to the coffee shop and started earning uh
0: like more money that's great that's you, you found something that worked to-
2: yeah I'm just glad like w- like one uh, gameplay mechanic is keeping people happy. <laughs> At least one gameplay mechanic is, uh, is keeping people happy.
0: And and I was curious you know do you ever feel like Brokula in the sense that he's like out of place in modern times Do you ever feel like that's something you can relate to?
2: Oh yeah um I think I can relate to him in so many ways. Like it- even I live alone and I don't like uh, going outside, but um, Brocula's way of uh, like forcing himself, getting out of the house, uh, doing chores, is something that I have to, like, I can totally relate to it. Um, moreover, uh, being new in town, when I was working on, Bro- when I started working on Brokula, um I was new in the town. I just moved mm-hmm. back from US and oh. I didn't have any friends. Um, And somehow that feeling of wanting to talk to people or making new friends uh, can be related to the way Brocula survives uh, in the city or just like getting up from a 500 year old like life, uh, sorry, sleep cycle and not having anyone around him.
0: Yeah, I can, I I can definitely relate to that too. I, when I moved to Los Angeles from New York, it was, I didn't really know anybody uh, and it was difficult at first to sort of put myself out there and get to know people. But eventually I did. Well, then you'll be able to enjoy Brokila even more. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Uh, Where in USA were you?
2: Um, I have lived in like a lot of different places. Um, I was in San Jose for a few months. Um, I lived in New Jersey for a few years. I lived in Boston for a few years. Oh, Boston's Uh, the best. Oh, the cold, digging your car out. Not (laughs) Not that, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Then I lived in DC for for a few years. I enjoyed DC the most. Um, Uh Didn't have to drive. Metro system is so good.
0: Yeah, I have some relatives who live there and they really love it. I see. Uh, the monuments. Uh
2: you can like always take a few days off and still like in enjoy your time in DC.
0: Totally. And as far as far as relating to Rokula, what chores in real life do you hate doing the most? Cooking. <laughs> I
2: hate cooking for myself. Uh, Because it's not just cooking. In in brokula, when you cook, okay, you have to gather items. Uh, That means you have to either uh, go to the grocery stores Mm -hmm. or you have to farm your own vegetables for that. You have to wait for a few days in in the game to get that particular item. Or uh, if we are making uh, a complex item, that involves uh, blood as well. So that means you have to wait till Sunday until you organize a sermon and then you have to get the blood from people. Uh, to me, what I can relate to is uh, going to the grocery store,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: getting the items, then cooking. Uh, in the game, there is no cleaning of utensils, but doing the dishes is uh, is not cool. Oh something no! That I hate the most.
0: It it absolutely is the worst. I mean. It's always satisfying when you cook something for yourself and you eat it, but everything leading up to it and everything (laughs) after it is a pain. Is a pain.
2: True. Yeah. (laughs) No wonder they invented the dishwasher. Um, uh,
0: Anyway, um, that's right. I had one more question and that was, what is something about your personal process that nobody knows?
2: Oh, oh that's a tough one okay i am not from a a game dev background so anything or everything that i do is not as per traditional practices or not as per industry standards Mm. Uh, like uh, one of my processes before i start working on a new game is i design a character i make something in pixel art like even a small uh character that has like tiny legs and like nothing else okay uh then i start improving it and start making it look good like it needs to be perfect uh character sprite and then i can uh like i have a bad habit of uh, converting that character into its own game or creating gameplay mechanics around that character mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people they choose to make uh uh, POCs uh, around the game or uh, prototypes around the game. And then they they start working on on sprites or characters or everything else around that. Me, I need the characters to, like, to look good in the beginning itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and I know that's a wrong practice. And I have not been able to pull myself out of that practice uh, or other process but it's something that has stayed with me. And that's how uh, Brokila came into existence. Uh, just one day I was working on, on a random sprite with uh, a a big head and like a, a black shirt and, and blue pants. And uh, I somehow added a cape on it and it became Dracula. And I was <laughs> like, Hmm, maybe I can have like a game around, around a vampire, uh, and something similar happened with uh, another NPC in game. So you have a butcher as well in the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I just wanted uh, a grumpy-looking character who's bald and and with a curvy mustache. Uh, somehow, when I created that face, um, I chose to add an apron um, to the main yeah. ca- to the to the character's body, and it, it felt so in place that. Uh, I just added like few red blobs on it and it, it felt like, yeah, that's the butcher that needs to be in the game. And um, that was the first instance of Brokula being able to talk to an NPC and getting a side quest from them.
0: That's really cool. I I mean, yeah, maybe it's not conventional, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I, I think I love hearing about just the relationship between character designs and like the way they function in the game and how those two things inform each other because it's so cool when you get to look at a character and see oh yeah this is what they do
2: yeah and it's even though it's not a correct practice i still feel like uh, what has happened has helped uh, the development of of
0: brocula that's great to hear uh yeah so that was all the questions i had lined up was there anything else you wanted to talk about I think I did not have any
2: questions from my end.
0: All good, all good. Uh, then you've listened to the show. You know what comes next. Uh, I hope you've been thinking about an answer. This is the Pixel Pizza podcast. Pratik, where is your favorite pizza place?
2: Ooh, I missed the pizza place in DC. Ooh. Um, it's called the New York Pizza. It's supposed to be New York, but no, I I visited both of them, the New York one and the DC one, and I enjoyed the one that's in DC.
0: Oh, okay. The DC New York pizza is better than the real New York pizza? Wow. Hot taste. Please don't hate me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no hate here. It's all good. There was this, I mean, when I was in Boston, there was a place called New York pizza. And I mean, it was definitely not the New York style. Like there was very little sauce on it. The slices were enormous, super huge. It was still really good, but I would not say it was New York pizza, (laughs) but it still went all the time anyway. Yeah,
2: I think I ordered uh, pizza in Boston only once and that pizza was like too greasy for my taste.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that for sure. Uh, Yeah. So then I would say that about wraps things up for this Pixel Pizza. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Oh, uh, thank you for having me, Jared. This was fun. Yes,
0: yeah, super fun. Uh, and where can people keep track of you and Brocula?
2: Um, I think Twitter is the right place to keep a track of me or Brocula. Uh, Steam Store page, I have been uploading uh, dev vlogs on Steam Store page uh, constantly. Uh, I also have a mailing list, which I have not updated in a while, but I'll be announcing things on that soon. <laughs> so yeah, brokula.com is the right place to, uh, to subscribe to that news, uh, newsletter. And
0: that's all, uh, brokula game on Twitter. Great. I'll put all those links in the show notes. So yeah, uh, great show again. Thank you, Pratik, And Now we are heading off with one more track from Ranger BTS, and that is called Planet R. So hope you enjoy that one, and we'll see you next week.